So in the last uh, episode, we talked about the art of racing. And we covered uh, how to choose a race in terms of uh, type of race, uh, timing in your life and uh, athletes characteristics. And uh, also we covered some of the issues that the athletes usually find in their path to the race, like replicating uh, climatic uh, conditions, wearing the wetsuit, and uh, winning the fear to box their bike and then uh, travel to the destination. The topic is vast, and that's why we decided to continue to talk about the art of racing in today's episode. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of our podcast with Coach uh, Joao. Hello, guys. Coach Alessio. Hello, buongiorno. Yeah, Coach Melina. Morning. And myself. And this is Chat with VR Coaches. <clears throat> so, we, we said that racing is an art like, for example, coaching. How long uh, does it take to master it for a professional athlete, if there is a figure for this? And uh, how long does it take for, a, for an age grouper? What do you think, Melina? Do you have uh, some figures sure. for these or some, some indications? Um, I'm, not sure you can put a, I'm not sure you can put a number on that or a, you know, specify how long it's going to take because you learn every race is different. Um, and you learn, you learn at every race. I mean, we, we watch pros do like, I don't know, like their hundredth race or something like that. Um, and they can make what could be classed as fairly rookie mistakes. Um, so I think it's, I think it's hard to put a number on it. The more you do, um, the more experience you get. Every, every race will have something different. The weather, the competition, the course will be different. Um, you will probably be at a different stage in your training cycle. It might be your A race, it might be a B race, it might just be a training race, that kind of thing. Um, so I think obviously the more you do, the more experienced you become. But um, I think if you get to a point where you say you completely cracked it, um, I, don't, I don't think that's an accurate reflection because every race will have something to teach you. That's my, that's my view. Yeah, and I, I don't have figures as well. Uh, you get better every day, especially the, the pros. They have uh, quite a steep learning curve at the beginning because the, the effort that they put in terms of timing is uh, it's a lot. So they, they, they remove a lot of variables. And then at a certain point, you see them struggling you know, with one of the discipline or with nutrition. So now they have to focus a little bit more in details. But yeah. uh, that's that's for the pros. For the age groupers, there is uh, it's a question that that, that comes from the artist. So when uh, you know I'm gonna go below five hours on a seventy point three? When I'm gonna go four thirty? What's my potential? And like, you know, if you if and you look at their consistency in the moment, but you don't know yeah. who is who is speaking before what in the next six months. So it's something like. Uh, what I tell them is like you need to become uh, body aware, you know, yeah. at a certain point where you can control your body much more than uh, um, than being, you know, <laughs> like a boat with no sails and <laughs> there is there is a storm. Just just go there, you know. And uh, I've seen that most of the athletes in a couple of years they are able to to be, become body aware. And uh, age grouper, and then you know they understand much better what's what's going on. But it's not a fixed uh, number that we can find. 
obviously the mm. time that you spend in training it's probably 80% of the result in mastering the art of racing but then there is that uh, the percentage I don't know uh, that you know it's variable depending on the race that is gonna make uh, this thing uh, much more uh, accurate and I, and I haven't seen any any and I haven't seen any studies about that in the in the end uh, you know we are treated all as individuals so it's yeah. not something that uh, that is fixed what yeah. do you think Alessio what's your experience about uh, let's say timing to master uh, art of racing for pros yeah. and for uh... Uh, what you said is true but for me the, the big difference is about uh, the different background between age groupers and professional. Because before you became a professional, you need to have a, a huge amount of experience of race, and you have a lot of time to to improve and uh, get more confident, be more aware, gain more awareness. So the time to to improve your art of racing is more or less the same. It's very individual. Many, many athletes take more time, maybe because uh, they train less, race less, so need more time to, to improve, to make experience, and be more <laughs> confident with the art of racing. But uh, once you are professional, uh, your background, provides you uh, the, the, the right amount of experience and uh, try to, to avoid mistakes and you are more confident with race, with perform and, and maybe even the different aims between uh, professional and uh, age group make uh, a big difference because professional race for for a job. This is their job and no not trying to do a good performance or yeah personal best. They want to do the the result to get money, get sponsorship and everything else. For an age group, you can go for enjoy the race, yeah, perform well. But you try step by step to, to be more confident and uh, uh, gain more experience. And this is the difference. So, so in the in the end, it's a it's a difference uh, in reality in art of racing between the two, because uh, as you said, on uh, on the on the in the professional world now there are mechanism where. Uh, you know, racing for money, racing for uh, for a job, it makes the difference in the way that your attitude, uh, the attitude that you have yes. uh, approaching the race. As we talked now, in the sorry, <laughs> <laughs> in the podcast before the, the last week, uh, even the the travel, the the planning to to the race is pretty different because a professional. Uh, has to go in in the best race for him, even if he's uh, very far or the travel is more difficult. It's not the same for the for the age group. Yeah. 
I agree with everything that you guys said. I have a short time today, the podcast. Unfortunately, I cannot stay too long, but um, I think you guys uh, covered every, every single aspect of the, uh, the difference of how long going to take to someone to, to get to master a race. And if there is any, any master race, actually, you know, if you, I don't know if everybody ever felt like 100% control of the race. Um, I think even the pros, they, they have some questions during the, the race, but they find, find sometimes themselves fixing and solving the problems of the race better than the age groupers because of the experience probably and the level of fitness, you know. But I think, I think what one thing that helped, helped myself to, to feel that I could control the race better was to know some benchmarks on the training. And if I was hitting those benchmarks on the training, I knew that most probably 90% of my problem was uh, solved from my fitness level and from my experience. You know, so I knew that in the run, I want to see certain numbers closer to the race, on the bike the same, and then the swim on the same. And overall, I want to see a big block of training of 12 or 16 weeks. So when I could see that that thing was happening, I knew that the fitness part of the race, I was going to, to be there, right? So it's not about like, oh my God, I don't know if they're going to finish. You know, that's that problem I fix on the train. Now what I have is sit, uh, situations that they're going to happen during the race. And these situations, they, they are unexpected or expected. So it might be a flat tire. It might be my nutrition going to fall. It might be rainy, going to be hot. So those situations, they are expected or sometimes unexpected, but you can plan as well, right? Um, so I think when you fix the fitness problem and you put yourself on the position of, I will finish the race, then you have the 10% that you mentioned, Thomas, that is situations, you know? And then when you master the fitness, you have the little bit more it is a mental work. It's going to be um, managing issues that you didn't expect. It might be your stomach. It might be something else. And then, you know, unfortunately, we cannot train for every single piece of what had happened, right? It might be something that you never expect. But the mental part is going to come to cover that aspect as well, you know? So I think you like, I will do anyways. It's an important mindset for a full iron. Ironman, half Ironman, if you are not uh, injured. That's what I think about. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'd agree with you. Um, obviously, part of the of this uh, art of racing, it's in training, and it's uh, the strength training that we always, uh, you know, we keep it as a fourth or fifth or sixth discipline. Sometimes we, we don't keep it in the loop. So... Uh, service that we are launching with uh, BR Performance Studios is the strength training using the True Coach platform. So don't worry if you're traveling, consistency is you know is the key, and uh, BR coaches will take care of you. Contact BR Performance Studios for a personalized uh, plan to take it with you, and uh, when you travel and uh, you cannot bring uh, your beloved bike with you, it's okay. We'll take care of you. Thirty seconds break. 
order to take you to the next level, we have to know two basic metrics, which is where you are now, your base level, and where you are going, your final goal. For this reason, we create a system called BR stages. The BR stages consist in four levels. Number one, fundamentals. Number two, skills. Number three, performance. And finally, specialization. Right, okay, back go. we chat with uh, BR coaches. Um, bracing is not necessarily not necessarily happens when planned. We see this this uh, every day nowadays for the global situation with COVID, and uh, it's it's very dynamic. And races uh, are cancelled, postponed. Do you think that keeping the focus on your A race comes down to the art of racing as well? We're talking about. What do you recommend to your athletes in this situation? I think that's more of a mindset thing. Um, it's the, I mean, this last year or however long it's been now um, has been generally very unsettling. Um, and as as humans, we we don't really like uncertainty. We don't generally cope well with it. Um, so if we if we just focus on that and we keep thinking, oh, but it may or may not happen or anything like that, it can completely, it can completely throw you off. It can affect your motivation. Um, you've got, we have enough time demands on us. Um, it'll be very easy to shift your attention and your focus to something else. So I think if you, um, you just need to really train as if it's going to happen. And then when you know, the final official announcement of whether it's going to happen or whether it's not, then you kind of cross that bridge um, when it comes to it. Because, um, you know, like I said, un uncertainty doesn't really um, help with focus or, or, mot or motivation. Um, so you just, what I say to my athletes is we train as if the race is going to happen. Um, and then as and when we know for sure, what the situation is then we deal with it um then we deal with it there and then in the meantime um potentially as a coach or it's a conversation you could have with the athlete especially at the moment is look at some potential backup plans um just to have them kind of ready so if you think there's a possibility your race might not happen you look at others around the same time whether you can get to them, obviously with the whole COVID restrictions, um, if it's a similar course profile, are you training for a flat course and then you're suddenly going to go and do a hilly course? Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's you train as if it's going to happen. So you keep your focus. Um, your training is geared around that particular race. Um, and then you adjust as and when you, as and when you need to and you know for sure. Yeah. What do you guys think? Okay. Yeah, I agree totally. It's so complicated now. Uh, I mean, triathlon is something that people usually start to have the challenge to complete the race. You know, like most of the people, 99% of the people, they start triathlon aiming to be uh, crossing a finish line. And a few people, eh, very few people, they get to the point that they do triathlon as their sport without thinking um, to complete a race, you know. Usually triathletes, uh, they are looking to train with a goal, a very specific goal, which is a race. And then when the situation, like Melina mentioned, is very unclear, um, it's, 
it is part of the the coach work and our job to explain that you know the, the preparation is actually the uh, the journey that you were looking for and the crossing the finish line is a uh, uh, one small part of the the goal you know but the actual goal is to improve and 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 um, find yourself uh, training for something, but more than this, improving your weaknesses uh, in a certain areas. So I think it is a switch on the mindset um, from both, from the coach and the athlete. So the coach say, all right, no problem. Let's get better on your 10K run. Let's get better on your 5K this on your FTP or, or something, a specific goals on the train um, until we see that there is something more clear for you to raise. Uh, but definitely is a trick situation is going to require an extra gear from the athletes to get back into uh, the motivation. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, what, what uh, Joao is saying, yeah, it's, uh, it's valid. And also the the discussion on the backup uh, race how how do we manage to get a backup race because sometimes and what is the the window let's say this this is going into the periodization that, that we do as coaches you know and training some some athletes they have doubts on that one you know like am i gonna be ready for 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 the backup race am i gonna be ready for uh, you know in two weeks three weeks time so what do you guys use? Let's say you've been doing a full cycle to get to the race. The race is canceled. How can you get the athlete into a backup race and within what time frame this race has to happen? Because we know that the athletes build these energy levels, but then they become a little bit, uh, you know, in the in this limb in this uh, limbo, in this position, limbo, yeah. in this limbo where where you know should they race, you know, the energy level starts to be messed up. What do you, what do you normally use uh, if you if you can find a to to make the bounce to a backup race, let's say. I think I mean the the ideal would be to find a race that's um, around the right. same time. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, pretty much the same date. Um, and usually in, you know, not, and I guess I'm, I'm speaking non-COVID times, um, in the summertime, at least in Europe, you can always find, um, at least you can always find another race. Um, I, th I think, you know, within a month window, you can kind of, you can kind of work with it. Um, anything I believe that's more than that, you'd really need to adjust, um, kind of the, the training the block yeah. the the tapering um you know some of the key final sessions the longer sessions that will be like your last big one um before a race um you may need to adjust them so you know it comes down we've spoken about this pretty much on every podcast that we do it will come up about preparation and getting it right on a day-to-day -day basis so the earlier we know about a race yeah. the better we can the better we can prepare and it's it's a very difficult situation at the moment like i do feel for a lot of the athletes that are finding out that the races are getting cancelled within one or two weeks of of the race and it completely throws them it feels like quite a you know a punch in the gut um but then on the other side of the story, you've got you've got the organizers that are doing their best to try and put a race on. 
Um, so they're trying to push it as much as they can and see, can we get to that point? And what are the COVID numbers going to be? What are the restrictions going to be? So it's a catch 22 and who, whichever side you look at it from, it's just not, it's not ideal. So we kind of have to roll with it. And for now, accept that this is what we're dealing with. Makes sense. Uh, Alex, do you want to add, add something? Yeah, uh, personally, in this year, I try to to take an advantage uh, for for this of this period, especially for the beginners or with the triathlete with less experience, that they have a a weakness part. For example, swimming. We we did a step back. That doesn't mean uh, train less, but focus our mind on the weak, weak, weakest part and try to work more with the technique, improve the technique, uh, uh, different, uh, less specific sessions, but uh, uh, that can help to, to improve the, the performance without the stress of the, of the racing, of performance, and uh, and that's it. And uh, mm -hmm. for the more experienced athlete, uh, I try to do a bit more functional tests or maybe virtual race. That's pretty hard uh, for triathlon, but more easy for cycling or running. As you know, uh, with many athletes, I did uh, virtual 10k races and. Many of them set the personal best, mm -hmm. so this is that's a technique uh, I like. I mean, in the end, uh, it's all about uh, helping the athletes to find uh, new goals in the moment. Yeah. Let's say that the race yeah. now is cancelled. And as far as uh, backup, we don't have options. No. So now they need to find uh, new goals and uh, objectives that goals it's it's a little bit large objectives could be like you said you know you get to a race and you're like you know what the race is not happening now we're gonna work a little bit more on your uh, on your limiter which is the swim or something like this yeah or for example like alessio said you know we we let them do the race maybe in three days you know, this, this is something yeah. you can do without the transition. Or maybe you can do, you know, bike to run because the logistics of your, the place you're living is, is, uh, is, uh, is helping. So that's something they, ca they can expect on the day of the race, on the, on, the, on the weekend of the race. Athletes can expect if the race is canceled to do, you know, a big performance, a big uh, TSS on their training peaks. You know? <laughs> and then the question is what, will they do afterwards well i mean like if they if the effort has been uh, valid this has been uh, big for for that week and for the day i let them reset like they have been racing because then the body needs a little bit of, of a break to to get back in the next cycle and then you know we start all the whole process of finding new goals if uh, finding goal we continue with the with the annual uh, with the annual uh, plan because at the yeah. point, yeah. Good, good. Um, as we said before, uh, no, not as we said before, I'm gonna cut this. But <laughs> service service advertisement for for VR. We have a fuel station. Uh, we are partnered with the sponsor uh, with the secret training, and basically you guys can order uh, your 
fueling package and it can be delivered during uh, classic Tuesday for example or uh, can be delivered uh, on, on, on a day that you order and uh, VR athletes get 20% discount VR fuel station let's take 30 seconds break and then uh, <coughs> we come back when uh, a person is stressed and they're trying to uh, work on healthier habits and that's what happens to most of us is we try to work on healthier habits but we have certain internal stressors that prevent us from developing those good habits so we start we get stressed and then we stop so my job is to intervene right at the point where they start and where they stop so they can continue. So I'm giving them the power and the tools to continue to build these healthy habits long-term. And uh, we are back. Uh, we spoke uh, right now, we just spoke about objectives and new goals and uh, how the season works in case we have to cancel a race. Um, few lines. In a world rich of inputs, uh, stimuli and distractions, an objective helps to maintain focus on the most important things it generates motivation because if well structured makes you feel the sense of progression towards the future gives a sense of personal satisfaction and achievement helps to develop re resilience against unexpected events and mistakes and develops creatively strategies and tactics to overcome obstacles does this apply to also to racing Yes, um, it definitely does, especially in the, um, I was going to say, especially in the longer events, but actually lots of things can happen in the shorter events. Um, um, things, things might not go to plan. Um, so being able to stay focused on what you're doing in that particular moment and not let whatever it is that's gone wrong, if you've had a puncture, if you've had a collision with another athlete, um, I don't know if you've lost your nutrition or whatever it might be, the weather's changed and you're not quite ready for it or that kind of stuff. Um, as long as you can stay focused in what you're doing at that particular moment and not stress too much about what's going to happen next or you know what the final outcome is going to be, um, you will be able to get you will be able to get through through that. Um, hopefully you won't be flustered. Um, so you'll be able to keep your calm and deal with the situation. I think the one, the one good thing about the longer events in a way, um, it, we do say that, you know, a bad, if you're having a bad day, um, because it's so long, it can make it even longer. Um, but because it's so long, it does actually mean you have a good chance of, Oh, you've got more time to turn things around. Um, so definitely, yeah, it absolutely, it, it absolutely works that way. And we, you know, we see it, you see it at the age group level when, you know, during COVID and during lockdown, you had lots of people um, really up their training and they were doing challenges at home, virtual, you know, running on their balconies, that kind of stuff. Um, but you see with the pros as well, like we all watched, most of us watch the tri battle between Frodo and Sanders and that's effectively what that was in the absence of any particular races that they that Frodo could focus on they set this thing up um, and as well as everything was organized and it was only organized for them too um, not 
you know, a whole bunch of other athletes, things didn't quite go to plan. It started to rain, <laughs> like the weather on the bike was atrocious. They still had to adjust to that. You know, Frodo had that massive slip and fell and hurt his hip and stuff. Um, so definitely, if you can maintain your focus and block out everything else that's going around you, actually maybe block out's the wrong word, but be aware of it, but not let it take control. Um, you will be able to get through it and, and adapt. We've spoken about adaptation and adjusting as you go in other podcasts as well. And ultimately that's what it comes down to. I think uh, you brought up uh, an, a nice topic, which is the quantity of the races, you know, uh, so on a long race, you have the ability, if your objective, if your goal is pretty, you know, set to overcome difficulties, but also in a season where you're racing like 20 races, you know, local races and sprint and Olympics and duathlon and uh, running and everything, the chances of things to go wrong and uh, they are, you know, pretty high because it's, it's statistics. So at that point, you know, if you have your focus uh, on your season, but you have your so your individual objectives on each race, you know, you, you, you have uh, a learning experience as well in, in terms of after racing and your database is filled up with experiences and you, you can get better. Uh, what happened on three battle, I think it's the, well, I mean, things, they, 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 they went wrong, but this guy did the world record on the distance. So anyway, you know, this is, this is the, <laughs> the, the, in, coronation of the of the of the art of racing where everything has been taken into consideration well, probably sleeping on sleeping on the uh, on the run it was not there but he also day. he also had a really bad wasn't it a really bad t1 his transition yeah, like yeah, he, he couldn't get his helmet on he dropped his helmet yeah. and you know and this is like one of the most experienced he's you know he's at the top of the sport and things to still didn't quite go right but he still smashed the world record so yeah. he's like that's the epitome of it that you just get on with what it is you, you're supposed to be doing what it, uh, alessio how does it this apply uh, to racing having goals having objectives what do you think yes for me it's the same racing and i agree with you guys um uh the biggest challenge for me is the race uh, because you you race against yourself and against your competitors so you have to overcome many mistakes as you told Tommaso uh, more you race more you can do mistakes but you can make more experience to, to overcome so you have more chance to to fix the mistake done before. And that's it. Ab about uh, three Royal Battle, I think, yeah, <laughs> this guy is uh, two monsters, but they studied uh, a very fast tour to, to broke a over record. So it's a different kind of race for me. Yeah. It's a world record, but racing is another stuff with much competitors, with uh, much pressure. Um, I, don't, I have a particular idea about this. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fine. That's fine. That's I mean, fair I mean, enough. The, 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 the standards are, are monsters. <laughs> they are uh, on another level. Yeah, the yeah, way, yeah. The way the way that they approach uh, approach for their level, they approach this uh, competition because at the end it was a was a race, it was a competition. Uh, it's, it was so meticulous and it was so detailed that uh, this this is the approach that uh, each athlete should uh, aim like, in terms of yeah okay I start from you know days before and I build to the race you know because that, that's an art and uh, there is a little bit of science there is a lot of science a lot of science but it's, yeah. but it's also the way that you personalize this flow you know it's a flow from three four days before to the day after but two to two to three days after as well you know because then it's not it's not that after you've done the race you're done uh, who has athletes that they after the full distance they're gonna say oh yeah, i'm done <laughs> it takes two three days and then everybody. so you know it's a flow that everybody needs to to make it uh, personal and, and individual is is there any the, any experience that you, sh you you want to share, you know, personal experience in racing where your uh, objective uh, got you through the difficulties of uh, of the race of the competition, as it as it ever happened that you like, okay, if I didn't have a right and clear and uh, and uh, and weighted uh, focus uh, or objective, I, I I couldn't have finished that race. Let's hear. You want to go first? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I never think about this. And I think I think uh, for me the the one race that it, it's gonna it will stick in my mind. It's not it's not my perfect race by any stretch. Um, it was the race I was ready for and I trained to try and break 12 hours in in a full Ironman um, and it started very well <laughs> uh, with a really good swim um, but then I ended up having a collision with another athlete on the bike um, I had a puncture on the bike and my aero bars became loose as well um, and then by the time I hit the run the way I fell off the bike had affected, um, had twisted my back. So I couldn't really run. Um, so it took a lot at that point, if I'm honest, to accept that this is not the day you're going to break 12 hours. This is just a day that you're going to have to finish just to finish the race. Um, and the only way I could get through that run, given the pain that I, I had in my back, was literally just to focus on one step at a time. If I started to think about the fact that I still had another 30K or anything like that, all I wanted to do actually was stop because it, the objective had completely changed. It went from a specific time goal to just finishing. Um, and the only the only way to get through it was just to focus on what I was doing at that time and accept the fact that I had this objective, but for now I've had to reframe it and this is the objective for today. That's now gone. Um, and if I want this race to be a successful race, but in terms of finishing, then that's what I had to that's what I had to do. Yeah, yeah. I have an episode. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Tell us then. <laughs> it's pretty different because my races did, didn't start uh, well. 
I went to the Italian Championship as fireman two or three years ago to with good chance to do top 10. And once I started, I felt very, very bad. On the bike, everyone overtook me. Oh, okay. Today, just finished. But I had a monopleosis, but I didn't know. So that's why. But for the moment, it uh, was very, very frustrating because everyone passed me at double of speed. <laughs> wow. But you finished. Yeah. I finished. Yeah. 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 Try to finish without thinking about the, the result and the performance. Yeah. Uh, I was bad. This is the, the message for, for the athletes. You know? this, this is exactly a message. You have an objective, you set up your mentally your time. As coaches, we say, well, you know, you're going to do your best race. Let's say we don't give them a timing for the race. But then, you know, we know, we know as an athlete because we've been there. Say, you know what? Yeah. I could do this time. And now you start the race and something happens. Yeah, his swim is terrible or you, know, you go off track or on the bike and everything. Or as you said, you have something that you didn't know about it. Now, this is the moment that you retailer your objectives. This is the moment that you adapt. And this is the moment that the art of racing comes. This is not science. This is, uh, you know, your psychology into the race where you readjust your objective. And, and, and basically, uh, that, that's one. That's one, uh, one aspect of the thing where you readjust the objectives of the goal. There is the other aspect that your objective maybe is really... You know, this is what really you want, that at the point you're pushing through the difficulties and and, and you're just looking at that one. Like one. It happened to me a couple of times when when I did the Bahrain 2016. Was that 2016? Yeah, 2016. So I was coming from a long uh, periodization. So I was like super fit for that one. That was my race. And it started, you know, in this flow that I was talking about, <laughs> there were like, you know, attacks from everywhere. Uh, the 15 days before the race, I went to practice with the with the wetsuit in hot waters in Dubai, and uh, and I strained my 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 calf, and then I had to go to the physiotherapy, and then uh, three days two days before the race, you know, wrecking the bike, I found that there was a flat tire, and I had to change tubulars, which I never used. So, so there was many things, I'm like, no, no, I know that I can qualify for that, because I knew who was coming to the race, so I knew the level of the athletes, and I was pretty confident, so my goal was there, and there were so many difficulties in the race, and then the heat at the end, so we know how it is racing in the, in the Middle East. So, one side, we have retailing the objectives during the race or during this flow. The other side is to have these objectives so strong that you get My through. Point is yeah, and then even if you don't get that timing, it's okay. But at least you got through. At the end, of, you know, you're at the finish line. You you don't you're not sad. You're not frustrated. You're, you're smiling because you've been feeling this adrenaline of pushing through the difficulties, which as a human being is something that. You know, we we appreciate and we yeah. we get the benefit in terms of uh, energy and uh, motivation for the for the future. I think that's um, why it's um, that's why it's important. As soon as a race finishes, um, 
and you know we've all done that at Dubai we all meet at the BR tent after the race and we start chatting about the race and we give the post-mortem of the race and everyone starts to analyze it um I think it's actually quite important to try and I'm not saying I'm good at this because obviously if I race I want to talk about my race as well if you can leave the detailed post-mortem for a couple of days, let the emotions settle, um, then you can have a little bit more of an objective look back at your race. So you can really take some, some takeaway messages and see what happened, whether it was good or whether it was bad or whether it was a mistake or things went really well, how you can carry that learning into your into your next race I mean I remember that that particular race that didn't go well for me I crossed the finish line and I just I didn't want to talk to anybody I didn't want to talk to anybody you had the volunteers saying congratulations and I just wanted to tell them to leave me alone this is not a good race um but actually probably about you know a few days later once things settled I was able to see you know what it was a terrible day um, I still finished. I managed to change a tire <laughs> um, in, a, in a race. You know, I dealt with the cobbles really well, all that kind of stuff. So there were lots of good points about that day, even though it turned out to be a really bad one. Um, so I think it's, it's important when the athletes cross that finish line and all they really want to do is have um, literally just have the post-mortem of the race is just, just maybe leave it for a couple of days um, I'm not saying not, you know, kind of celebrate the race, um, but then sit down and have a proper debrief when the emotions have settled and then kind of break it down bit by bit, because that's the only way you're going to take the learning, the learning forward. Okay. Um, service advertisement before we take a break and then we make the conclusion. On Monday, we have a coached uh, swim session at Blue Wave at 7.30. And on Wednesday, we have uh, Run With The Olympian uh, at the track. So book your spot with the uh, VR Performance Studios, send them an email, give them a call, and they will tell you the details about this uh, service that we have at VR. 30 seconds break. Back with uh, chat with Bia coaches uh, on today's episode of uh, Art, the Art of Racing. Uh, the topics that we covered is were related to uh, the ability to recognize when you are able to master a race or not, which comes into in terms uh, of uh, years, especially for the age grouper. We don't have a figure of merit as coaches, but we can see that the more the athletes become body aware and aware of their uh, skills, then it's easy for them to get into this flow of the racing. An important thing that both Alessio and uh, Melina brought up is the, the way that uh, you, you focus on the objectives that you have for the season, or for the race. These are the real motors of, uh, of, uh, of you completing a competition even if you started uh, with the wrong uh, step with the wrong path so in the end it's all about overcoming difficulties overcoming obstacles and that's 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 gonna 
make this uh, art of racing uh, uh, you know flawless but it's never flawless and we saw this one uh, with uh, with Frodino and Sanders you know even if they took into account uh, many many details mm -hmm. then something happened anyway but the focus and the objective to complete and to make the the world record make them overcome these difficulties and make them you know be a success and as we said I like what you said, Melina, about the you know looking inside the race that you did, even if you know when you cross the finish line you were not happy. This is the moment that you do a debrief to yourself uh, as a coach. You do a debrief with your coach, and you look at at your progress. And you look at your uh, your 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 uh, your flow, and you analyze what can the, can be done better. Because in the end, it's uh, it's to get one percent better every day, exactly. and then and that's what we do. So this was the art of racing, uh, guys. Send us some uh, some questions, comments. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcaster, Google Podcaster. That all uh, in the description of this uh, video or this uh, podcast, where you can find uh, our podcast. And let us know what you want to hear for the next uh, topic, guys. What a pleasure. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Good day. Enjoy we'll the rest of your day. Have a good day. Ciao. <laughs>